You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. On today's show, Dan Mullen gets a contract extension through 2026. Does that move make other SEC teams happy? Or nervous, we will discuss. Also, the Grove is open. Ole Miss announces full-on tailgating is coming back to its campus this fall. We'll give you details on that. 24-7 Sports announced their top 10 games in the SEC this year. We will run through those. And Eric Gilbert, the highly touted five-star tight end from LA, or that went to LSU last year, now appears to be headed back home to Georgia. We'll jump into all of that. But I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. And a reminder to check out all of our other great Locked on uh, SEC schools. If you're a fan of LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, we have got podcasts for all of those wherever you find your podcasts. All right, let's jump into it. Just in time for the start of the busy recruiting season, Florida has announced head coach Dan Mullen has been given a contract extension in Gainesville. Mullen's new deal will pay him an average of $7.57 million annually. That's up a million and a half from his original contract and results in the coach having a new six-year deal with the Gators that will run through the 2026 college football season. The deal makes Mullen the SEC's third highest paid coach behind only Nick Saban at Alabama and Ed Ogeron at LSU. Jimbo Fisher not far behind but what do those three coaches have in common that they don't have in common with Dan Mullen all of them have won national championships Nick Saban of course has won numerous ones Ed Ogeron won one just two years ago at LSU Jimbo Fisher won one several years ago at Florida State Dan Mullen hasn't done it yet as the head man now he was part of some championship teams at Florida but Dan Mullen as the man as the head coach has not won one Mullen said in a release statement, we are very excited about the future of the Florida football program, and this agreement allows us to continue to build on the success we have enjoyed on and off the field. During his three seasons so far at Florida, Mullen has an overall record of 29-9. He's coming off winning an SEC East title. He's 2-1 and one in bowl games, and his overall coaching record, 98-55 and 55 in nine seasons in the SEC. Florida AD Scott Strickland released a statement that Dan has done a tremendous job in his three years at Florida, and we are fortunate to have someone with his obvious talents and head coaching experience leading our football program. I look forward to working alongside him to support his vision for Gators football and our student-athletes for many years. So the question I pose to you guys, is this good news if you're an opposing SEC fan? Because I've seen a lot of folks over at Georgia, a lot of Georgia fans celebrating this news. Saying, love it. Keep Mullen. Keep Mullen in the SEC East as long as possible. And I've seen other fans saying, yeah, it makes me a little bit nervous. So Mullen has been very successful. He has just not been as successful as Kirby. But again, they both share in common two of the most successful coaches in college football in the last handful of years, but neither has gotten over that hump and won a national championship. Will that happen this year for Kirby? Will it happen in the next three years for Dan Mullen? Time will tell, but uh, Florida stepping up to the plate and rewarding Dan Mullen for the success he has had, but uh, with expectations, uh, you know, come with something like this. So the bar is raised, and I got to feel a lot of people are going to be expecting Dan Mullen 
to get over that hump and win a national championship with the Gators in the next handful of years. Will it happen this year? Well, behind eight ball a little bit, how good can Emory Jones be? And can they beat Georgia? That will be a tough test later on this season. All right, over in Athens, good news for them. As news came out yesterday afternoon, Georgia has landed LSU transfer Eric Gilbert. He's a former Gatorade Player of the Year. Tells 24-7 Sports he is, quote, coming home. And this was a family decision. In an exclusive interview, Eric Gilbert talks about playing wide receiver in Athens. They say he's going to come in as an athlete. So maybe no more playing tight end. Of course, last year at LSU, he did line up several times in the slot. And, you know, they lined him up as a wide receiver at times. So he carried the, the label of tight end. But Eric Gilbert's so talented. It's so big, you can move him around and play multiple spots. But when he left LSU's program late last year, there was reports that he was homesick and dealing with some personal issues and all that. I know he had some grade issues to get through as well. And sounds like he's going to work through all those closer to home. And that is a monster get for Kirby Smart and company. If Eric Gilbert's able to uh, get everything in line and get into that program, man, an added bonus weapon for JT Daniels that he maybe wasn't expecting. And some great news from over in Oxford as Ole Miss has just announced the Grove has been reopened for the coming fall football season. While Rebel fans will certainly embrace the news, the announcement should really excite Lane Kiffin and his football program as Ole Miss now has the ability to fully capitalize on the momentum they began last fall. Ole Miss Vice Chancellor for Intercollegiate Athletics, Keith Carter, released a statement said, With its pageantry, hospitality, and pure joy, there is no place on earth like the Grove. And as our lives return to normal, there is nothing that will give me more pleasure than to officially welcome Rebel Nation back to the greatest patch of grass in sports. With the unique tailgating atmosphere of the Grove, around uh, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, fall Saturdays at Ole Miss are going to be even more memorable. He said, we've always said game days at Ole Miss are family reunions, and we can't wait to have our family back together again this fall. If you thought Ole Miss recruited well during the previous recruiting cycle, we'll just wait until you start getting prospects into the Grove when things are rocking out at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall. In addition to that news, Ole Miss announced there will be new ways to enjoy the stadium. They're going to have North the North Plaza Walk of Champions have a white-gloved tailgating services lining the bell tower, bundled with pregame experiences, premium food, beverages, parking passes. They'll have the pregame pavilion, indoor and outdoor experience between Vaught-Hemingway Stadium and the pavilion that includes select food and beverage offerings and field-level pregame and in-game experience where the accessible and premium viewing experiences in the northeast corner of Vaught-Hemingway offering top-class hospitality with food and beverage opportunities. Basically, if you got money, they are going to get you the best fan experience this fall over at Vaughn Hemingway's uh, stadium. So, look, the 10-acre plot is going to be loaded. Uh, some have called the holy grail of tailgating sites. The Grove Pact is just yet another sign that the SEC is coming back stronger and maybe even better this fall. Uh, still waiting on some other universities to actually announce full capacity, but... You know it's coming as Kentucky and South Carolina have already announced full-capacity stadiums this fall, and uh, we know we're going to hear from many more in the coming weeks. And dare I say, back to normal this fall after whatever the hell that was last year in 2020. All right, when we return, uh, 24-7 Sports. They have ranked the SEC's top 10 games 
for next season. We'll run through those, see what you guys think. That's next. Built Bar, still the best tasting protein bar ever. Ask you guys all the time, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Have you tried all nine yet? If not, I certainly recommend that you go check out and order their variety packs. You get all nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. 17 grams of protein packed in there, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. That's in most of the flavors. And like we always tell you, Built Bar flavors are the best tasting and healthy too. When you talk to somebody who is a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about what their favorites are. I recommend to you guys all the time the mint brownie, but you can't go wrong with raspberry, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, double chocolate. All of them are awesome. And again, get that mixed box at BuiltBar.com. You can't go wrong. Get a couple of uh, all nine of the flavors and find out which one is your favorite. So order today. Get that raspberry, mint brownie, whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-B-1-5. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Going along here, Locked On SEC. Man, we have so much to cover. If you guys uh, missed the announcement on a yesterday's show, we are going down to a three days a week here with the podcast. We're kind of in our off season here in the month of June. So instead of five days a week, we'll be here with you uh, for three days a week, but we'll still be bringing you all the relevant news across the SEC. And man, doing less shows means we got less time to get in all the uh, big stories out there that we need to get in. Of course, the regional play will get underway this Friday. So really looking forward to seeing a good majority of the SEC taking part in postseason baseball play. Of course, uh, we've got several of the softball teams wrapping up their Super Regionals uh, or their regional play and heading to Super Regionals. So we'll get into all that action over the next handful of days. And, of course, uh, next week we'll recap all the baseball regional action from this upcoming weekend. But now let's turn our our table to uh, the football field as 24-7 Sports is ranking the SEC's top 10 games during next season. I wanted to run through these with you guys. You start with number 10. They put Tennessee at Florida. Said, didn't expect to see this game in a ranking of top 10 matchups in the SEC this season, but here's why it could happen. If the Vols win their first three games of the season as favorites under first-year coach Josh Heupel, Tennessee would head to Gainesville nationally ranked and unbeaten to battle the Gators. That should spice up the Eastern Division rivalry a little bit. It's been one-sided for more than a decade. Tennessee has beaten Florida once since 2005. Hard to believe given the historical relevance for these two programs. Heupel will be judged on how he performs annually against Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And this will be his first test. Number nine, they put Auburn at Alabama. It's been a long time since this SEC West rivalry has been slotted this low on a list like this, but one of these programs is in transition while the other is coming off a national title. The Iron Bowl always brings flavor, and luckily for Auburn, this one's at Jordan-Hare Stadium. The past two meetings in Tuscaloosa have been blowouts, but the Tigers seem to play play considerably different at home against the Tide. Brian Harson's first taste of one of the nation's most hearted rivalries could be unkind, but if Auburn is able to upset Alabama, that would throw a wrench in the college football playoff race. Number eight, according to 24-7 Sports, they list Florida at LSU, one of the SEC's more underrated permanent cross-divisional rivalries. Both the Gators and Tigers should be ranked in the top 20 when they meet. The battle between these two is always feisty, and last year's game wound up costing Florida a 
a chance at the college football playoff. Only once in the past seven meetings has this one been decided by more than a single possession, except except expect another close one this fall between Florida and LSU. Number seven, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. This is going to be a fun one. The Rebels are going to be fun to watch offensively. Will their defense be any better this year? It's a must-win game for the Aggies if they plan on getting to Atlanta this year as the SEC West champion, but it will not be easy. This one has a chance to be one of the better games nationally if both teams are ranked when they play. A&M returns a veteran core on both sides of the football, while Lane Kiffin should have a team capable of eight wins if their defense makes a substantial jump forward. Number six, according to 24-7 Sports, they've got Alabama versus Miami. Nick Saban has never lost one of these made-for-TV games during the opening weekend against a Power 5 opponent. That speaks volumes to the level of preparation the Crimson Tide put into these matchups all offseason long. Miami quarterback De'Ara King poses some interesting challenges for the Tide, who won't face a signal caller as dynamic as him from a dual-threat standpoint all year long. King had surgery after Miami's bowl game to repair a torn knee ligament, but he is expected to be back by fall camp. This will be a huge game in week one, especially if it's close. Number five, they put Alabama at Florida. Dan Mullen wanted another crack at Bama, and he's going to get it inside Ben Hill Griffin Stadium this year. It's hard to imagine Alabama-Florida Part 2 living up to last year's SEC Championship game, which uh, Florida found their way back into the game late. But nonetheless, a road test for the defending national champs outside of the division, much like Georgia's obvious barometer game last year in Tuscaloosa. This could be an early preview of next season's league title game, but the Bulldogs, Aggies, and others might have something else to say about that. Number four, they pit Georgia and Florida. This matchup always means something in the SEC East, often deciding the division. Not expecting anything different this year. Florida snapped Georgia's streak in the series last year behind a Herculean effort from Kyle Trask, but the Gators will have a new signal caller in Emory Jones. Dan Mullen hasn't decided officially yet on a quarterback, but expected to be Emory. The Bulldogs will have a new quarterback with uh, JT Daniels this time around. Remember, he didn't play in the game against the Gators last year, but expect JT Daniels to have a big year this year for Georgia. Number three, one of the better games in the SEC every year, typically LSU at Alabama. The game did not live up to its billing last year, but consider that disaster was a mere blip on the radar for LSU. No team in the SEC returns more starters, and Ed Ogeron knows he can't let a public beating at the hands of his primary rival happen again. When this one's played, Alabama could be unblemished and ranked number one, riding high with the nation's longest winning streak. The table is set for viewers in this showdown. If that's the case, LSU could be in a situation where it's playing spoiler or maybe even vying for the top spot in the SEC West race. Number two, they put Alabama at Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher increased the hype on this one this offseason, saying uh, we want to beat his ass about Nick Saban. Are these the two best teams in the SEC this season? Possibly so. The Crimson Tide should be the preseason number one in August. Texas A&M won't be far behind in the top ten. Texas A&M would love to avenge last fall's road loss to Saban's crew and use it as fuel toward a division title this time around. One of the more intriguing aspects of this game will be the chess match being played defensively with two first-year starters at quarterback for both teams. First one to make a mistake could lose. And lastly, their number one team according to 20 or number one game this year according to 24/7 Sports, Georgia versus Clemson. 
should be played more often. A border war between two very elite programs. This year's installment features two Heisman contenders at quarterback will be matched up against veteran-laden defenses that should rank inside the nation's top 10 at year's end. And we haven't even mentioned the potential college football playoff implications. It's hard to imagine both of these Titans making it to the final four at the end of the year. So the winner of this game will be in the driver's seat. But that being said, the schedules are favorable for each following week one. And there you have it. That's uh, 24-7 sports ranking what they consider their top 10 games for the SEC in the 2021 season. When we return, we will go around the conference. Lots of tidbits to catch you up on. Stay with us. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs are as well. And you could track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting new needs right there at Bet Online. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. And a reminder head to their website, do so on your mobile device. You could sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked On, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as uh, the NBA playoffs roll on, MLB, UFC, MMA, tons of stuff happening. Get over to Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Right along here, Locked On SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening and, of course, uh, subscribing as we continue on. Like we mentioned, a lot of uh, off-season football talk still coming your way, albeit as uh, football, or rather baseball and softball cap off their seasons this weekend. going to be a long summer of a lot of football talk. We'll be heading to SEC Media Days in the coming weeks, so lots to discuss. And, uh, of course, uh, always have stuff going on with recruiting and the transfer portal and much more, so Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. We start on the plains of Auburn as Auburn has added some depth to their running back room this week as former Central Michigan running back Jordan Ingram has joined Brian Harson's program. Prior to Ingram joining Auburn. Auburn had just three scholarship running backs on the roster in Tank Bigsby, Sean Shivers, and Devin Barrett, who was listed as a defensive back in recent seasons. They will have incoming freshman Jarquez Hunter, but he is not yet on campus. So Jordan Ingram, another body there in the running back room for Auburn. Ingram, uh, by the way, he signed with Central Michigan out of St. Paul's in Mobile, Alabama as a member of the 2020 recruiting class. But he made it the decision to enter the transfer portal after not playing last fall. During his high school's uh, senior season, he rushed for almost 1,400 yards and 18 touchdowns. Over at Texas A&M, they've seen a number of players hit the transfer portal this offseason. And safety Derek Tucker announced he's going to finish his career over at Tennessee State. That's the FCS school that hired former Heisman Trophy winner Eddie George as their next head coach back in April. A program played a seven-game season this spring. They only went two and five. But with the 2020 season not counting toward eligibility, Derek Tucker will still have two seasons left to play as a safety over at Tennessee State. He'll be a junior for the Tigers 
coming in as a grad transfer. He did receive his degree already from Texas A&M. Tucker is a former four-star recruit out of the Houston area in 2017. Six foot one, 200 pounds. Started seven games as a true freshman for the Aggies and was named the SEC Player of the Week after a comeback victory over Ole Miss. So good player leaving Texas A&M and a good pickup for Eddie George over at Tennessee State. Alabama, their depth at linebacker, taking a little bit of a hit entering the summer. Redshirt junior Jerez Parks is not currently listed on the official online roster. He's a veteran defender. Was not on the field during the A-Day spring game a couple weeks ago. He appeared in five games last year for the Tide. Did not register any stats during his time on the field. He has appeared in a total of 10 games in his time in Tuscaloosa. Signed with Alabama as a four-star prospect in 2018. Was a top 100 overall prospect that year. The SEC is going to be well represented at the upcoming Manning Passing Academy. It's the annual event uh, that was not held last year due to COVID, but it is returning to Nichols State, Louisiana this July with seven active SEC passers set to serve as camp counselors, according to Jeff Duncan of The Athletic. If you're unaware, uh, the camp is designed to help young athletes learn the fundamentals of their position as well as teach basic offensive and defensive strategies. In attendance for the event, which will be held starting Thursday, July 15th. The following SEC quarterbacks will be working as camp counselors. Both LSU quarterbacks, Miles Brennan and Max Johnson, Ole Miss quarterback, Matt Corral, Georgia quarterback, JT Daniels, Tennessee quarterback, Harrison Bailey, Missouri quarterback, Connor Bazelak, Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix, and Mississippi State quarterback, Will Rogers. Also set to be in attendance is former South Carolina quarterback, Jake Bentley, who now plays for South Alabama. Of course, there'll be other quarterbacks there as well, but the SEC usually always represented well, and uh, the Mannings do a great job of putting that on. And Always fun to see a lot of the big-name quarterbacks from the SEC out there at the Manning Passing Academy. Kevon Bennett has found a new home with a familiar face as the former Tennessee Vol recently announced his decision to transfer to Butch Jones's Arkansas State program. Bennett was one of Tennessee's best pass rushers in recent years, but was dismissed from the program back in December following an arrest on gun and drug charges. Bennett is the son of former Alabama linebacker Cornelius Bennett, but this news results in a reunion for Bennett and Butch Jones, as the former Tennessee coach was the one that recruited him to play linebacker at Rocky Top in 2017. During his time with the Vols, Bennett racked up 52 tackles, 13.5 for a loss, 6.5 sacks. Arkansas State also has former Tennessee lineman John Mincy on their roster as well. On Monday, it was announced a new player will be heading to Columbia to play for South Carolina basketball, and it's a familiar name. Brandon Martin, son of South Carolina head coach Frank Martin, took to Twitter to announce he's transferring to join the Gamecocks. Martin had previously played at USC Upstate. He only appeared in three games last season, but in his three years there, he did play in 56 games, averaging over five points and two rebounds per game. So probably a good spot. If you're going to transfer anywhere, go play for dad. Brandon Martin going to play for Frank Martin at South Carolina on the basketball court. And finally, Johnny Manziel helped uh, Texas A&M make a big splash in their first season of SEC football back in 2012, but... The former Aggie is SEC through and through, apparently, when it comes to talking best college football players of all time. There was a Twitter uh, trend over the weekend called Unpopular Opinions, and Manziel shared his opinion that he thinks Cam Newton is the best college football player to ever lace him up. That's what he said on Twitter. 
They followed that tweet up by noting another SEC Heisman Trophy winning quarterback was his pick for number two. He tweeted, Tebow, number two. So Johnny Manziel, in his opinion, Cam Newton, the best college football player to ever play, Tim Tebow, number two. I'm sure some Aggie fans might put Johnny Manziel in the running for that category. And there you have it. That is around the conference. See, tons of stuff to discuss, man. We barely have enough time to get it all in. So appreciate you guys for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a review if you do that on iTunes. Of course, you can find us on the Odyssey app and Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find us talking all things SEC football. And, man, it is a uh, it is a fun, fun offseason, a lot of excitement. Great to hear the gro- Grove is back open. And uh, expect a lot more SEC teams to come out in coming weeks to announce 100% a return to full capacity. And we're going to be back to some bit of normalcy this fall. Looking forward to uh, continue to talk with uh, with you guys. We'll be back on Friday. Talk some more SEC football and get you set for the SEC regionals heading into this weekend. Big, big baseball regionals happening across the SEC. We'll update you on all of that as well. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have a great day. Talk to you guys on Friday. <laughs>